0: So yes, you look physically healthy, you look physically gorgeous, you got a nice fit on, but if when we walked outside every day and people didn't just see our faces and our outfits and they could see what's going on in our minds and what's going on in our spirits as well, would it look just as good or would it need a little makeup? This is what I want us to think about. What's good y'all? Welcome to the 35th episode of The Journey Podcast with your girl Jada Christine where we talk about faith, life, and our journeys as believers of Jesus Christ. On this podcast, I share encouraging messages and testimonies that pertain to my life as I navigate my walk as a young black Christian woman in her twenties to create a safe space and relatable space for other believers trying to navigate this life thing. My goal here is to have conversations where we can all help each other and that doesn't just mean me and whatever guests that may be coming on, but that includes anyone who watches these videos. I just like to talk about God and I believe we can all help each other as the body of Christ. If you want to keep up with the podcast on social media, follow at the journey podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And if you'd like to follow me personally, my username is JXDA Christine on IG and Jada Christine on TikTok. Before we get in this episode, quick shout out to Hooray Media for blessing me with this creator kit. Everything that you see in this video, the camera, the mic. I talked about it in the last episode where I was sharing what happened during my social media fast, but today I'm actually using everything they sent me. This is literally divine provision. My old camera and my old tripod were literally hanging on by a thread and making these videos was starting to get a bit complicated i'm not gonna lie i had to learn how to use all this stuff it took me forever but i'm so happy that i now get to produce better content for anyone who watches these videos (sighs) anyways enough with all that let's get into this conversation today we are talking about finding balance on my tiktok i've talked about this before somewhat I shared how we are not just physical beings, but we are spiritual beings as well. And now I want to talk about all of the dimensions of ourselves. We were created by God in his image, mind, body, and spirit in one being, just as he is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in one as well. And God advises us to maintain the health of all three of these in his word without neglecting one. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23-24 says now, May the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. For me personally, once I understood what that really required, it became a little intimidating for me to think about. Because naturally, our number one priority may be our physical needs, and that's already a lot right there. With our physical needs, we have our health, finances, relationships, hygiene, work and more and all of that consumes our day not to mention the distractions and our physical that fill the space where we could be doing other things like social media and watching tv so it doesn't leave much room to really pay attention to our spiritual needs and our mental health needs and you may be thinking it's not that important to acknowledge our spiritual and mental health as much as we acknowledge our physical health But when you think about it, all three of these affect each other. If your physical is out of order, then your mental is out of order. And when your mental is out of order, it affects your spirit, so on and so forth. It's like a cycle. So imagine it like this. You can see your body with your physical eyes, right? And since we can see it, we make sure we look good, dress good, and smell good. At least I hope we do. But unfortunately, some of us even make sure we put on fake smiles at the beginning of the day to make sure that we look happy on the outside. But the things that we can't see in a mirror are our minds and our spirits. We can't see those two things in the physical realm. Those things are intangible. When I'm referencing your mind, I'm referring to your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your will. When I'm referencing your spirit, I'm referring to the connection to the one and only Jehovah Elohim, the Lord, our eternal creator. (laughs) I'm talking about your God-given intuition and relationship with the Holy Spirit. So with those things being intangible they can often go neglected because nobody can see it, right? Only God can see it. So no one can see that your heart is full of anger and ill intentions. No one can see that you're battling with depression and anxiety. So yes, you look physically healthy. You look physically gorgeous. You got a nice fit on. But if when we walked outside every day and people didn't just see our faces and our outfits and they could see what's going on in our minds and what's going on in our spirits as well, Would it look just as good or would it need a little makeup? This is what I want us to think about. And it's a lot to juggle. It really is. And so I'm learning the consequences of letting one of these fall behind. And we'll get into that later. But I firmly believe that there is power in making sure all of our affairs are in order. Imagine how much more put together we'd actually be if we took care of our minds and our spirits just as much as we take care of our bodies so let's break this down for real and without overthinking it because I just love overthinking and all it does is complicates things so we have the mind we have the body and we have the spirit let's start with the body our physical realm since that is the priority for most of us and there's layers to this so we have our bodies that's health hygiene eating exercising habits then we have the things in our reality our careers, our finances, our living situations, our daily chores, our relationships with people, and our social lives. And not to mention whole time that body aka our flesh is at war with our spirit. So then we have our spirits which like I said earlier is our connection to the source. It's the one thing in us that desires purity and we want to keep it strong and in relationship and communion with God by what we choose to do in the physical. And how do we choose what we want to spend our days doing? Our minds, our mental, where decisions are made and where stress, anxiety, depression, loneliness, fear, and all of that often find a home in. Some of us have so many tabs open in our brains that we choose not to make good decisions. (laughs) So I hope you see where I'm going with this because They're all connected to each other. They work together and they're all equally important. And we have the responsibility of managing them. Not only that, but managing them while they are at war with each other. So remember, the flesh and the spirit are battling each other constantly. Your spirit is concerned with heavenly things, while your body is concerned with earthly things, which is why we die to self daily. So how does one maintain physical health, mental health, and spiritual health all at once how do we remain present in this world but not of this world all while keeping a healthy mind at the same time this is what I'm learning right now as I navigate adulting so I hope I can share something that that can help you and a story you can relate to in my opinion the root of it is discipline just like everything else we may want we may want organization we may have goals we may want to make we may want to make drastic life changes but none of that happens without discipline and actually applying it literally it's the hardest thing for me to grasp yet every day i'm realizing that it's no longer optional for me if i want to keep my ish together then i need to have discipline not only that but i absolutely need the holy spirit to hold me accountable with conviction and i need friends and people around me who also hold me accountable And you and I can work on this together, hopefully, because Lord knows I need to. Actually, comment down below if you have tips on discipline, because the only thing I can think of when it comes to keeping discipline is thinking about the consequences and what happens if I don't keep discipline, which isn't a bad motivation, but I still want actual tips on how to keep discipline. Maybe you can help somebody else too in the comments. But anyways, it takes forming healthy daily habits that become second nature and having the ability to stay consistent with those routines. I've noticed that when I cling to certain processes, things go well for me. Things go south when I slip up on one of them, which we'll get into in a minute. But for now, here are a few examples. Maybe one weekend I choose not to go grocery shopping. This actually literally happened today. I'm going to go grocery shopping tomorrow. But then throughout the week, I'm not eating as much as I should. So now my body is tired and I'm irritable and I can't function properly. Low key happens today, but another example is instead of taking my worries to God, I take them to myself, and I try to find solutions on my own, and then I get myself in some mess that throws me for a loop. Or if I miss a class, I get behind, and my grade goes down, and I'm mentally discouraged to do well at literally anything else. And because my grades say I'm a failure, I believe I'm a failure at everything, so I don't try at anything anymore. Or If I don't see my friends for a week or two, I start feeling lonely and isolated and I mope around trying to jump into things I have no business jumping into, ultimately getting distracted from everything because I'm so sad, then I turn into a lazy bump. I'm going to see my friend tonight. (laughs) But in order to prevent all of that from happening, I have a few tips and healthy daily habits I'm going to share with you guys that will help both of us manage our physical, mental, and spiritual health if we actually apply them or try to incorporate them. And nothing too complicated. I'm not asking y'all to wake up at 5 a.m., swallow a raw egg, make a protein shake, and run five miles like you Rocky or something. I just want to encourage both you and I to make a few changes and replace some distractions with healthy habits. So I feel like when it comes to the physical, it's all about organization and routines. Planners, to-do lists, making time to see your friends, making time for yourself, Cultivating a safe space for yourself in your home, taking care of your hygiene, being conscious of who you yoke yourself with, and cutting out distractions. But in order to do this, you have to actually acknowledge that all of these things are important because we tend to put our priorities first. If we think making sure we get to work on time is a priority, which we all do because we need to make money to live, we should also consider making sure our home is a safe space for us as well so that when we come back, We can be replenished and not drained because our room is dirty otherwise we'd be giving more of ourselves to our work than to our own well-being and there's no balance so essentially you just want to be a good steward of your time time is the only thing that we ain't ever getting back you may have spent your last paycheck knowing you can double it next month but if you waste eight hours a day on social media you ain't getting it back (laughs) there's a lot of time I'm not getting back (laughs) if you waste a month or two if you waste a month or two in a situationship that's not for you you ain't getting it back so plan out the little things write down or create a mental note of what absolutely needs to get done and start treating some of these things besides work as things that also need to get done like your life depends on it like going to work your life depends on that including your social life including your time with yourself and if you have to block out a day where you go spend time with friends or maybe just a day where you're just chilling. Sunday is the only day I refuse to take clients because it's the Sabbath day, but it's my day to chill, unwind, reset, and prepare for the week. God worked for six days straight, creating the heavens and the earth and everything in it. And on the seventh day, on the Sabbath day, he rested. So we are not good. We need we need rest just as much as he did. If not, we need it more. Now, on a daily basis, I think it's important to carry yourself in a way where you feel confident which leads me into hygiene i don't think i need to tell y'all how often to shower or nothing but don't be out here thinking on purpose and be more intentional about how you dress some days i like to look cute and some days i like to be comfortable sometimes i can do both sometimes i can do both sometimes it's one or the other most of the time i walk around campus looking homeless when i go to class i like to wear pajamas but when i go out i like to get cute you know what i'm saying And when it comes to your space, I think there's value in investing in your bedroom or your home. And I'm actually going to make a full episode on cultivating your space when I move into my apartment next month. But I've always liked to decorate my room in a cute way. I like having my Bible on my nightstand. I like making sure my bed is comfortable. It's the little things that you got to do in your space so that when you come home from a long day, you're not stressed out even more. And and so that things are just set up to make it easier for you to end your day. And I know that can be hard if you share a room or if you live with your roommates, but there's always a way to find your safe space. Maybe your safe space isn't your room for now. Maybe it's your car, but God can do a lot with little. If you share a room and you only get one wall to yourself, God can be saying, hey, that's your prayer wall now. And when it comes to relationships, not only make time for them, but don't waste your time on them. Be conscious of who you yoke yourself with. You literally become who you hang around. And that goes for friendships and relationships. And I'm not telling you to cut everybody off like a menace. I'm just saying maybe some people don't need to be all up on you 24-7. It's okay to love people from afar if they're causing you to trip up on your walk. Last but not least for the physical, cut out distractions. You'll have more time to be a steward over if you cut out the junk that doesn't add anything to your life for the mental journal your thoughts talk to people don't hold in whatever dark or scary thoughts linger in your brain express them to become free for them to become free from them try therapy and communicate your boundaries and your concerns and there's a lot going on in my head whether it's stress and day-to-day struggles questions feelings emotions or whatever I find so much power in sharing those thoughts when I was in high school I dealt with anxiety panic attacks and depression for like a year and instead of going to my family I shut them out I was living in a house with two loving parents and I think two of my sisters were home at the time and I didn't go to anyone not to mention the other four siblings and aunties and uncles and grandmas who were checking up on me to make sure I was okay literally everyone in my family when I would see them could see the sadness on me they were that concerned and they was all asking me what was wrong The time, and I chose to fight behind closed doors. And as soon as I opened up to my mother, I began to taste freedom from the darkness that was eating me up inside because it turns out she went through the same thing anxiety. She lived life too. So there are people around you who have been through what you've been through or who are going through what you're going through, and they can counsel you, encourage you, or at least relate to you. There's power and freedom in our vulnerability because that's when we get set free from things. Light consumes darkness. So when you expose your hidden thoughts that you have kept in the dark, you're being set free in the process as the light consumes those dark thoughts. Keeping them hidden keeps you in the dark. And if you don't have anyone to talk to, I encourage you to try therapy. I've tried therapy before. It personally wasn't for me. And if you're in the same boat, I encourage you to just talk to God, because if I can't get anyone on the phone or if I don't feel comfortable sharing things with someone, I always just talk to God whether that's literally sitting in my car ranting or journaling about it now i don't journal as much as i just talked though because my mind moves way too fast for my pen to keep up but i forgot what verse it was but it says cast your cares to the lord for he cares about you and what else philippians 4 6 through 8 don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need and thank him for all he has done then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. <sighs> Lastly, for the mental, as a person who can be a bit of a people pleaser My advice to you is to communicate your boundaries and your concerns before it turns into inner turmoil. I have a really bad habit of not bringing things up that bother me in relationships because I don't want to cause any trouble and it always leaves me frustrated and fighting myself over something that could easily be solved with a conversation. You are not a burden because something made you uncomfortable and you're not messy or causing drama because you want to bring it up. Not only that, but communicate your boundaries before you end up in those situations you have no business being in, before someone crosses a line that they didn't even know existed. You may think being a people pleaser is saving your relationships from having complications, but ultimately, your lack of communication and lack of enforcement of boundaries is driving you and that person apart. And finally, for the spiritual, read the word daily the word literally is god in the beginning was the word and the word was god i think that's john 1 1 then the word became flesh and that man was jesus when the word became flesh this bible this bible right here is the strongest way to connect yourself to god and underst- and understand his voice there are unlimited tools in this book that will carry you through life the lord says his people perish for a lack of knowledge You could be praying for something and God is like, I gave you the answer already. You just refuse to read about it. So don't be out here putting yourself through harder times because you aren't equipped and prepared for them. Have some quiet time with God literally every single day. It's our daily bread. It's the nourishment that our bodies need that's not just physical. You wouldn't go a day without eating food, would you? Unless you're fasting, but... Even if it's just a verse or a chapter in the Bible, read something every day. Pray without ceasing. Be in constant communication with God. Invite him into every moment. When you invite God into even the tiniest moments of your day, things go a lot smoother. He wants to be the first person you go to when troubles arise. Like I said earlier, just talk to him. Just talk to him. Um, Plug yourself into a community. It is so important to have... A community of believers around you who can hold you accountable, encourage you, and relate to you. Do not forsake the assembly because you need them. And if you're in one of your stronger areas right now, then they may need you. This Bible study I've been going to on Tuesday nights has been exactly what I needed with being back in college. I've only been there for a month and a half or so, and I've already been encouraged weekly, prayed over, held accountable, and literally just been in some beautiful moments of fellowship that I would not get on my college campus. It's everything to me. Next, get in moments of worship. Get your praises up to the most high. Meditate on his goodness and express your thankfulness to him. I feel like worship is a time for us to be humble and give back to God everything that he's given us. Not only that, but worship music is not just entertainment. It's not a song you turn on and dance to just because you like it. Although it can be that it's so much more. As you worship, you're inviting the Holy Spirit in and you never know what can happen. You can end up praying for something you didn't even know that you needed. Um, God can drop revelations and inspiration to you right down from heaven in the moment. I mean, anything can happen and you'll always leave those moments of worship feeling refreshed and rejuvenated, knowing that he is the one and only source of your peace and your joy everything just stops and it's just you and God and I'm gonna be honest it's so hard for me to get in that place of worship in church because I'm like okay yes this is time for me and God but my brain is just sitting there like what do you mean just you and God there's like 50 other people in this room and (laughs) I sometimes struggle to break down that wall I have up where I can't genuinely cry out to him because there's so many other people and it's silly it's like my brain tells me that it's not real worship it's just performative, just because there are other people in there and it's not even like I'm embarrassed or anything I'm literally just an overthinker I don't want to call myself an overthinker because I don't want to speak that over myself but I literally just overthink often but if you can relate to that in any way make sure to spend time in worship on your own time as soon as I leave church I continue to worship in my car, and that's when things get beautifully ugly, okay? All the tears and prayer and the shouts of praise just come rushing out, and um, when it comes to church, you need to put in that extra overtime outside of the building to have that real connection. Things get more intimate outside of the church building. Things get more intimate with God outside of the church building, Lastly, for the spiritual, genuinely trust God. As much as I still worry at times, it's nowhere near as much as I used to. I now trust that God works everything out for my good. So when things go south, my first instinct is, okay, it wasn't supposed to happen that way. Or sometimes it might be my second instinct, but you get the point. You will have peace in every circumstance when you really trust what he's doing. I know that he is the author of my story. So when I turn the page and it's a chapter that I don't like, I know that he's the one who wrote it still. And I know that my story isn't over yet because I'm still here. So there's a peace that can remain with me. And I'm not burdened with concern of how things will work themselves out because I fully surrendered. The only way I'd still be stressed is if I still put the only way to still be in a state of stress is if I still put all of my trust in myself and I know for a fact I can't do that so genuinely trusting God has kept me in step with him so that's it for the tips and fortunately for you guys I've recently dealt with the consequences of what happens when we begin to slip up in an area the area I slipped up in was in the relationships I have in the physical I chose to yoke myself to someone who wasn't equally yoked. And when I'm saying I yoked myself to someone, I'm just talking about, I'm not talking about, oh, a serious relationship, you know, y'all are besties or whatever. I'm just talking about building a relationship, getting to know somebody, talking to somebody. You're forming a yoke with somebody. So because I did that and probably a few other things that were going on in my life, I ended up falling in an area that I thought I had become so strong in. And that area was lust. Not abstinence, the world didn't get me that good, but it was just lust. In fact, we just talked about lust a few weeks ago and let me tell you, literally right after I uploaded that video, fighting lust became a lot harder. And maybe it's not even the fact that I got weaker in the area, but my environment changed and it was going to require a lot more spiritual attention in order to fight lust. Being back in college is really good and I'm grateful to be here, but this environment is something else it's not even my pastor likes to call college the devil's playground it's not even a situation where i put myself in the mix of worldly things or worldly people but it's just being here temptation is literally everywhere there's people inviting you out there's the smell of weed smoke in the hallways there's attractive men but unsaved men who ain't gonna be nothing good for you etc 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 so i have my flesh who already tempts me daily which is what I'd become strong in fighting, but then we have the world who tempts us. Then multiply that by 10, that's being in college. I'm sure y'all understand if you're in college as well. I was just talking to my pastor about this, and she told me, she said, Jada, you're on a college campus trying to walk in the spirit in a fleshly body with literally everyone around you walking in the flesh. And I had to thank her for reminding me to give myself grace because guilt and shame was eating me up when it really it was just an opportunity to grow. So it was my job when I got to campus to exercise my spiritual muscles a bit more. And I started off well. I'm so glad that God had me do that fast. I spoke about in the previous episode because it was just what I needed walking into the semester and this year in general. But after that, things went a little downhill. When you fast, you're spending more time with God than usual. But when it ended, my classes started up, I was hanging out and catching up with friends, and I started working a lot more. And all of that is good. That's the thing. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be creating a beautiful physical life. I'm absolutely supposed to do all of those things. But where I went wrong was causing it to weaken my spiritual discipline or not stepping up my spiritual discipline as well and fighting less is a whole different ball game when there's actually men around you because when i was at home i was just chilling with my family and didn't have no prospects (laughs) or no handsome folks around me but like now it's different in college men are everywhere and not that is wrong that's just life so all of a sudden there were guys coming by way giving me attention that I for sure didn't need and then there's thoughts of being with these guys I shouldn't even say guys I should say guy but anyways this is how it started it started in my imagination and I literally talked about this in that episode on lust I said lust consumes like a fire and you got to catch that spark early and put it out my spark is my imagination so I caught that spark early and I overcame that situation but a few weeks later the heat got turned up a bit figuratively and literally. So story time. I met this guy online and we began speaking with each other. I'm talking FaceTiming for hours every day and slide note. Let me tell you something. I know we like to pray to God and tell him what we want in a man, but the devil knows what we like too. So he's watching us and he knows what to tempt us with, how to tempt us. So this guy, he's just my type. He plays basketball and for all the nosy folks, out there who i know in real life you, you ain't gonna know who this is they don't attend my school okay i'm gonna share what needs to be shared but anyways he's hella tall he's brown skin, nice smile he considered himself a christian y'all know how them athletes be they be putting god first in their bio but their life says something completely different they be posting bible verses but be in your know, dms on demon time And that's what this was. It just wasn't so blatantly obvious in a specific situation because he was sweet, he had a nice personality, he prayed with me, he said he respects my decision to wait till marriage, and he pursued me. So this was different for me. And I recognized potential. I mean, I had been deceived, like... (laughs) And I did have my doubts because there were many red flags, okay? But you know me, I tried to rationalize them. And this is me just being a human, okay? because I could judge people this this podcast ain't for you I'm sharing my journey and I will stumble but I like to see the best in people and hope for the best because I knew we probably weren't on the same page spiritually but there was just enough for me to have hope and not be too strict and cut off something that could have been good and those be the worst ones it'd be the guys who are so sweet so respectful and patient and funny and intentional who lack spiritual maturity that always be tripping us up off the game off the walk so i let my desire for companionship speak louder than the red flags that are swinging all in my face and i should have stopped talking to him at the first hint of a red flag as sweet as he was he was a little too sweet if you know what i mean he would say sexual things i put ideas in my head and got me feeding the fantasies i had just overcome and there goes that spark again but again i rationalized it because when you like somebody going to be attracted to them and I expect whenever I enter that healthy god-centered relationship to want to be with them in that way and to even have those kind of conversations not t- conversations where you're trying to heat things up but conversations where you just simply talk about it because I think that's an important part of marriage that's where it's going anyways let's just reintroduce lustful thoughts that I had just defeated so now I'm skating on the nice long story short I did a little more research on the man and I found out that he was lying so I brought it up trying to communicate and he still lied about it. So then I stopped talking to him and I'm not going to air him out or nothing, but he didn't take his walk with God seriously. And yes, he'd say he still wait till marriage. And yes, he prayed with me, but he had a lust issue behind closed doors. And that's all I'm saying. He wasn't at the point where he was going to practice abstinence for God. It was just, I'll wait till marriage because I like you. And that's a dangerous place to be in, in a relationship. Because if I'm weak one day, because I've been the strong one the whole time, the one that's going to wait, the one with the conviction, then we both fall. So both people need to have that strong conviction. So after that, I was just disappointed because I awake in love before the time was right with the wrong person. Not saying I was in love. It wasn't that serious. But all of these desires for companionship and emotional support came back to the surface and they were boiling hot. I used to be a hopeless romantic and I got free from that mindset of always thinking about being in relationships 24-7, but I could feel that creeping right back up on me and it wasn't a good feeling. Being a hopeless romantic actually holds some heavy weight on your heart. The sorrow, the loneliness, the fear of missing out, all of that came rushing back and I was disappointed. You know, I've told you guys before, I absolutely despise letting people in and having to let them go. There's not one relationship or one friendship in my life that has ended, that I don't miss, that I don't still get sad over, that I don't reminisce on. So I was kinda just like, dang, there goes another one. I'm very intentional about who I spend my time with and I'ma cut you off if you're pulling me away from God, even though it hurts me. One week was enough for him to throw me off my Jesus game. Along with hopeless romantic feelings, thus got worse worse and worse every single day after that i hate being in my feelings i felt so depressed every time i got into bed to go to sleep i toiled with the thought of and not because okay like not because i was like so into this dude it was just i was disappointed because i thought i could have had something and it didn't happen so i my my feelings for love were and like i said were awake they was they was looking they wanted a man you know <laughs> the hopeless romantic me was back so i was just kind of in a depressed mood but along with that every time i got into bed to go to sleep i toyed with the thought of just giving into lust then when i woke up it would still be on my mind and when i tell you my grown woman hormones were <laughs> screaming at this point i'm not even a grown woman i don't know why i said that but i literally said in that video about lust that it's a lot easier to fight lust when your eyes are on god and not on these dudes and then i turned around and fell into that exact trap Because then it became hard to fight less with my eyes on somebody else. Or eyes on just even looking for somebody. I felt like I was in a desert after not drinking water for how long? Almost two years. And I saw this pristine waterfall just swinging in my face. And it was just staring at it. Telling myself that I couldn't have it. And then I fell. I made the decision to take care of it for myself after two years. And as the day went on, I was just sad and disappointed in myself. And I had... Bible study that night so before I went I was just sitting there feeling like the old me hopeless romantic wanting to hide and be self-destructive by distracting myself with more chaos and more sin and I just felt really down but anyways I prayed I asked God to forgive me I repented and I asked him to just help me because all I could do was just be I could just all I could do was just sit with myself in disappointment not knowing what to do and when I went to Bible study that night, my pastor was talking about new hearts, and she said she had a specific message to give, but God placed something else on her heart before she, before she went on stage. And she was talking about when we fall short. She said, no matter how Christian you are, no matter, how you, how, no matter how strong you think you are, you can still fall, and you will still fall. And I sat there with my jaw on the floor. I was like, ain't no way God did it again. Her messages be so timely. I'll be feeling like they're just for me but even in that moment i felt like i should confess but i was embarrassed so i kept it to myself but that night i spent the night with my friend and i woke up in the middle of the night with a bad dream and i had this urge to tell somebody i had the urge to confess I was like dang i've been so sufficient doing this walk, just me and god but that's obviously not gonna work anymore i knew i had to confess i'm a firm believer in confessing your sins. You do two things when you fall into sin. One, you repent so that you are forgiven by God. And two, you confess, to, you confess to somebody so that you may be healed. I think that's in James. So I woke up in the middle of the night and I texted my pastor and I shared my struggle with her. And I was so embarrassed. When I tell you, my mind had been trying to defeat me with shame, guilt, fear and just been straight up bullying me and when your brain is telling you to shut up and not share something that you went through and telling you to not share what you're going through you absolutely should speak up but not just anybody to the right person so the next morning she sent me a text back she encouraged me and I'm glad I went to her This literally all happened within one week and I felt like crap up until writing the script for this video because there is freedom and healing and vulnerability and writing the script was kind of like me being vulnerable. But anyways, back to my main point, had I not been so caught up in my desire for companionship and FOMO, fear of missing out in the physical realm, had I not been so consumed with trying to make something fit me that wasn't my size then I would have been stronger spiritually to have the discernment to cut off that relationship before it started. To have been stronger spiritually, to not have tried to rationalize my fantasies and play with fire that got me burned. I wouldn't have been feeling so down. I wouldn't have begun to slack in other areas and I wouldn't have had to deal with those consequences. I wouldn't have been so out of whack for a week because y'all, I was literally out of whack. Like I was spiraling. Everything was in the mix. Everything was a mess. There was no balance. Then I had to rediscover that balance the following week, and I'm back and I'm better, baby. <laughs> but I realized in the end that it really wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth my peace and my productivity to be so lenient with who I choose to share my time with. I will absolutely continue to be picky about who I date and who I even consider talking to. I will absolutely continue to not entertain relationships and friendships that I know aren't going anywhere just because I'm bored or just because I'm lonely or because I see potential it's really not worth it so when it comes to balance I'm now learning to just keep making progress taking everything day by day of course I wish I were perfect and it was easy for me to cycle through these routines I have that help me keep my stuff together but I'm not I'm human, and sometimes I'm lazy, sometimes I'm bored, sometimes I'm lonely, or I feel like giving up, but I can't let those moments send me off the rails and make me become self-destructive, ultimately making things worse. Not only that, but I also need to be disciplined enough to know that, yes, I may feel lazy inside today, but I need to keep going. I need to endure this circumstance. I'll never get anywhere in life by babying myself at every weak moment, There's adversity in everything and there's so much power in finding balance and keeping balance in those moments. So like always, God isn't expecting perfection from us, but he does want us to make progress life is a journey it's not a continuous line that goes straight up it's a continuous line that loops around spins the block slingshots forward falls flat on the ground moves moves steady moves backward and does it all over again life can get messy so take it day by day include god in every single one of them that's the only way we gonna make it it's the only way that is all I have for y'all today thank you for watching this video or thank you for listening to this episode especially if you made it all the way to the end I hope you enjoyed it if you did make sure to like comment subscribe and share this video with a friend please come back please spin back come see me or listen to me again and have a blessed day bye y'all